You're with Cameron here on Forza playing the best songs of all time. 1476 in Roma, 104.5 FM in Mitchell and 105.3 FM in St. George. And joining us in the studio, as she does every Friday, is uh, a wonderful member for Oregon, Anne Lay. How are you going, Anne? Fantastic, Cameron, and great to be with you on this very chilly little morning this morning mm-hmm. um, around the ridges. But great to see some of that rain around the, uh, the district and around the region. Yes, yes, and we might head straight into it. Obviously, you had your last sitting of Parliament last week. Do a quick recap of uh, what's, what happened there. Yeah, I'm trying to think when last week was, actually. <laughs> Pretty full on. Yeah, a lot of things have happened. So, yes, we um, have had the last um, parliamentary sitting. So there was um, you know, a few bills like the Mineral Common Provisioning Bill, those sorts of things that were passed in, in state parliament. So um, mm-hmm. parliament was going to sit for another week in December. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, the government have decided that uh, they don't actually want to do that. We were quite happy to, you know, turn up if Parliament was on. We would, um, we would certainly attend. So, but anyway, they've taken the decision. They don't need the December sitting. So that's where it is. That uh, does enable me though to get around. There are a lot of school events happening in that week in December. So really looking forward to joining those schools. Mm. Yes, I know that the school leavers had their last day last week, uh, and you mentioned before that uh, you've just published the scholarships guide. That's right, I've published a scholarships guide. Although I'm, some of the awards that I gave out at um, St John's, I'm sort of wondering. Uh, you know, great girl Claudia Tom from mm-hmm. Surratt, uh, she's actually graduated from school. Uh, with her full qualification to be a chef. So oh, that's, well. uh, you know, I'm sort of wondering why I'm doing a scholarship guide because these <laughs> students are, are coming out fully qualified. They're not going on to. They're doing their qualifications at school and good on them for doing that. But not all students mm. uh, have the opportunity to do that. So the scholarships guide is there. It's probably sometimes more of interest to parents because it is a, a really big step for students, particularly if they're going away and many of them do go away for their further pursuits. Yep. Um, you know, be at university or be it for any type of TAFE further education. So it's a big step for those students and their families. So anything that gives them a bit of a guide, it's a listing of internet websites um, and I see things throughout the year. Uh, some of these uh, things that are contained in the scholarships guide, uh, they're not easy to find and they only get published in one newspaper once per year. So oh, okay. I try and collate all that information into about a 16, 17 page guide so mm. people can peruse through it. That's very helpful indeed. And something we could all use a bit of help on is electricity prices. Uh, we've only got one supplier out here in the Maranoa, and you were mentioning before, I think there's what, 13, 14? 16. 16 in the southeast corner, so uh, it might be time for a bit of competition to help keep prices down. Absolutely, and that is the um, the LNP policy to actually introduce that competition to regional areas because, um, and what we see today is that there's there's a real significant overcharge, about four, yeah, $460 per year um, to, to every consumer um, because of the way that the... Um, the government is actually operating the electricity market. So they're taking massive dividends out of, you know, companies, you know, government-owned companies like Energex and Ergon Mm -hmm. and um, not reinvesting money back into the electricity market to reduce people's bills. So, you know, when you look at the fact that, you know, competition can deliver, you know, three to $400 
you know, a year in savings, and then you've got this, you know, $460 a year overcharge that is happening by the Palaszczuk Labor government. Um, There is a lot of work that can be done to bring that electricity price down, and uh, we've just got a government that is just using electricity as a tax, and we as regional Queenslanders are paying more of that tax than those in the metropolitan area. And it must be hard for businesses as well to pay that tax on top of all the other taxes that they have to pay, like maybe GST for uh, goods and services, and um, you know maybe there's a wholesale tax. I'm not sure, but they probably have to pay something like that as well, and all the excises and surcharges. That... Well, well, just to give your listeners a little bit of context around you know what some businesses actually pay in their energy bills, I was talking with a bakery. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. and that bakery. Their energy bill, so their combined gas and electricity bill, is $400 per day. Wow. So That's crazy. Now, that's a bakery, mm-hmm. and you know, they employ uh, you know, 30, 40 staff. Yep. So while they're spending that amount of money um, and paying those taxes through their energy costs, mm-hmm. that's preventing them from putting on more staff and growing their business. Yeah, very alarming indeed. So let's hope... Uh, we get some more competition through, especially here in the Maranoa. And uh, you've been out and about uh, last week and over the weekend. Uh, what sort of issues have people been talking to you about? Oh, look, um, people talk to me. I did some mobile office out in uh, Charleville mm-hmm. um, the last couple of days, and uh, they've talked to me about everything from electricity prices, mm-hmm. of course, yep. to um, you know wild dogs and wild dog fencing, you know, yep. fodder harvesting. And one of the really important things that was raised with me was in relation to rural training. Uh, mm-hmm. We have... Um, you know, probably a bit of a skill shortage. You know, yeah. there, are, there are situations where, you know, um, motor vehicle businesses have been advertising for mechanics. They've spent $4,000 in, in doing ads and they still can't actually get mechanics, you know, to come and live in places like Charleville. You know, Charleville's a great place to live, yeah. as are many of our communities, you know, are fantastic places to live. And, um, you know, we, we've, we do have that skill shortage, but we have an agricultural skill shortage as well. Mm-hmm. So what we see at the moment is that the two agricultural colleges of Emerald and Longreach are under threat of closure. Okay. And oh. that will be you know, absolutely diabolical for rural training right across um, not only Emerald and Longreach, but right across our entire region. Uh, because Longreach has always had a, a very strong focus on training people to deal with with stock as well, so oh, okay. you know huge um, huge implications for our rural industry because yeah. we need to have what what we want is people you know working in our agricultural industries. We want mm-hmm. the shearers, we want the wool you know the, the shed hands and the wool presses and all of those people mm-hmm. because they stay in our town yeah. and they spend their money in our town. Yeah, and it's great for local economies as well. Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned about the wild dog exclusion fencing. There's a forum on next Tuesday down in St. George. Are you going to be attending that? Or? Um, I'm actually going to be up in your hometown uh, hey. next week. So I'm heading out to Cairns and uh, all of the councils in between Cairns and Townsville next mm-hmm. week um, to visit those councils doing my rounds as yep. I do talking to councils right around the state. So unfortunately, I won't be at that forum in yep. St. George because I'm back up in your home territory, Cairns. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Hopefully you get out to one of the beaches there as well. It's quite pristine. Oh, no rest for politicians when (laughs) we're on the road. (laughs) No beaches for us. (laughs) Although I might, uh, you know, have a bit of a look and see where the shark attacks are happening too. So I'll certainly keep an eye out on that. 
And do you find that other councils have the same problems that we do here in the Maranoa, especially with like electricity and you know, like rural training and stuff like that? Or? Uh, look, it varies because yeah. when you're looking at a, a in talking to a council in Cairns, you know they have you know different industries. Obviously, their tourism industry yep. is extremely important to them, so they're looking at trying to make sure they attract and and pe- keep people and operators in their tourism industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly don't like bad publicity in relation to anything that damages the tourism industry. For instance, the shark attacks that we've had at mm. the Whit Sundays, and that is a you know, a failure, the only place up and down the coast of Queensland that doesn't have nets and drum lines is yep. the Sundays. So, you know, it's just... It, it's and a, a huge re- tourist area there too. Absolutely. You know, at, you know we don't need that um, public, bad publicity that turns yeah. tourists away from yeah. our state. Yeah, and a lot of tourism dollars comes into the state as well. I think it's probably one of the highest states that, that has a lot of tourism revenue... That's right, and um, you know, even here in our our communities in southwest Queensland, I think there's a about a ratio they work on. Every t- one tourist dollar generates about another five to seven oh, okay. throughout the community. And I can remember somebody by the name of Alf Golder, Tyson's dad. Yeah, yeah. he used to say that all the time. You know, every every dollar that's spent by a tourist generates another five to seven um, in the community. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here this morning, Anne. Uh, let's hope the uh, the council meeting goes well up in Cairns. And uh, are, you, are you coming back next week? Or I'm I'm happen? just looking at the diary to see where I actually am next week because yep. I've had a chance. You know, I've been out to um, Southwest Local Government Association meeting in Quilpie yep. uh, this week, and also Charleville and Disenshead. Um, the School of Disenshead, the Charleville School of Disenshead Awards Day, which is always a wonderful day to. Um, um, to be at. Look, I think I might be in Dolby next week. So, okay. but um, yeah, very happy to catch up by phone. No worries. Well, thank you so much again, Anne, and uh, we will look forward to chatting with you next week. Okay, great to be with you and your listeners, Cameron.